Welcome, uh, everyone, to another episode of Murray Musings, a podcast dedicated to the professional tennis player Andy Murray. Uh, welcome back, and thank you for, for listening again to us. Yeah, this episode, we're going to be focusing a little bit on um, on Andy's journey in the last few weeks. It's been a bit of a roller coaster ride. Uh, we thought he was going to Australia, and then very quickly we realised that he wasn't going to Australia, um, which uh, which we dealt with in the past few episodes. I think we've uh, we've yeah. mourned the loss of the Australian Open. We, we've gotten over that now, and we've uh, I think I think we have, and we're, uh, we're because because there's some good news in regards to what Andy's doing now. He's heading back to the Challenger circuit, so he's playing the Biella Challenger in Italy next week i do believe i think he was going to be playing qualifying but only in the last hour or so we've discovered that he's got a main draw wild card yep. so that's that's great news as well um so yeah we're, we're we're going to talk a little bit about that and then i think we're going to cover the uh we're going to chat a wee bit about the australian open um and the events there and the atp cup and the wta uh, tournaments that have uh, that have taken place as well but we but first before any of that before any of that excitement we do actually have a special guest on today's <laughs> podcast. Yay! We love guests on Murray Musings. We do, we do. Uh, we've got Nari here. Am I pronouncing that right? Nari, is that is that yeah, right? I, I should yeah. have probably checked before. No, it's, is, that, is that right? It's, it's a very difficult name, so... Um, you're, yeah, you're I, doing I good. feel like I should have checked before before we start recording. <laughs> uh, fantastic, fantastic! Thanks for joining us. Do you want to tell us like a little bit about yourself, like your history as an yeah. Andy fan, or like um, whatever you fancy so, telling us about? Where? Yeah. All right. I'm not it. I live in the U.S. and I became a tennis fan almost three years ago. Um, so it was just around in time for Wimbledon 2018 which was really not a prime time for Andy Murray fans no. because he just pulled out of the event. <laughs> not at all. And not at all. I did not know that much about tennis at the time. I was just kind of following along. I'm like, okay, this sounds like a really interesting sport. And I didn't really get to know too much about Andy. And I did, uh, I went to Cincinnati Open in 2018. I saw him practice there. I'm like, okay, I know he exists. <laughs> and then uh, 2019, the uh, announcement of like he's like, saying that he had to retire and that's when I started like really paying attention to him and trying to learn more about his legacy, his career, everything that he's gone through. I just have so much respect for everything about him. He's such a oh. unique <laughs> tennis player. Yeah. And I really, I really enjoyed learning about him over these past couple of years and I'm really proud of where he is now. Well, you can just be on every single episode of Murray Music Stop. if you want. You can just come on every single episode. Oh we'll God. have you here. Wow. You can learn about Andy. You can, you know, like, <laughs> we'll tell you everything there is. Oh. Like, um, Have you ever met Andy before? Oh. Uh, <laughs> you know where I'm going with that. this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, nice, nice. Very smooth. So, Cincinnati 2019. It was my second year going there, and we were all, we were there for the opening weekend and the first day, so we were there for three days in total, and I was looking on Instagram, you know, and I saw that Jamie Murray had, was eating breakfast at the Whole Foods nearby with his <laughs> team, and so I said to my mom and my sister who I went there with, I'm like, oh, we should go to the Whole Foods, see if we see anybody. <laughs> so the first day we went there, and... Um, <laughs> Uh, we didn't see Andy the first day, but the first day we saw Stan Vavrinka in the wine section, and then we were <laughs> at course. the salad bar. And then <laughs> of came, course. Yeah, the wine section. I was like, oh, that's the most Stan thing ever. So then we were at the salad bar, and he like walked over to the salad bar, 
And he, he was, like, maybe, like, a foot away from me. We were just, like, getting our salads at Whole Foods. You know, just a casual thing. And I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently my sister, he set his phone down on the side of the salad bar, and she said she touched his phone. I'm like, oh, wow. that is a very brave thing. Um, yeah, so that day was already really crazy. And um, so... <laughs> So the next day, I was like, okay, we have to go back there. Like, we have to go back. Who knows who we'll see. So we go back the next day, and we're just, like, browsing the food sections or whatever. And then, who walks in but (laughs) Andy Murray and Jamie Delgado and some other people in his team. And I was totally freaking out. I'm like, okay, we have to act cool, calm, collected. (laughs) We can't, like, um, we can't, like, pay attention to the fact that we're fans. Like, I had specifically left my, like, my Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal hats in the car because I didn't want anybody to see that I was, like, a tennis fan. I thought it would be so embarrassing. I don't want to, like, interrupt them as they're trying to eat or whatever. So then we're just, like, going about our shopping and I'm trying not to freak out. And so as we're finishing up, like, um, well, another funny thing is while we were waiting in the line, like the line to check out our foods, uh, Jamie Delgado was right in front of us. <laughs> it was so surreal. Like, come on. So this cool. does not happen. I was, I was freaking out. So then we go out into the parking lot. And of course, our car is like two or three cars away from Andy Murray's like team car or whatever they came in. And I could see him outside with his team. And I don't know what he was doing. He was, like, hugging Jamie Delgado, and they were, like, laughing about something. I think it was some sort of, like, inside joke or whatever. I still haven't, to this day, like, figured out what exactly they were doing. But he was, like, hugging him and kind of, like, rocking back and forth. They were laughing about something. And I was like, there is no way that I am going over there to interrupt what's going on. Because I just want I was so embarrassed. But then, like, I then my mom, and I'm so grateful for her for doing this. She just, she just worked up the courage. She said, Mr. Murray, Mr. Murray. And I was dying. I was like hiding behind our car. I was like, mom, what are you doing? But then he was so nice. He's like, oh, hi. And then we like walked over. Like my mom's like, can we get a picture, please? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then he looked, he looked directly at me and he said, how are you doing? And I said, good. Oh my God. And then I asked him how he was doing. And he said, good. And I don't even know how I managed to get the words out. It was all really a blur. And so then what happened was my mom was like, oh, she was so concerned about your hip injury. She made like an Instagram post about it. And he's like, yeah, I was concerned too. <laughs> I was concerned too. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I love you so much. And, and then we oh all got a God. picture together. And, you know, it was like pre-COVID. So he was like touching like my back. We were all like hugging. And it was just Aww. so cool. We got such a nice picture. And then... Uh, we let them drive off, and I just sat in the car, and I screamed. Wow, yeah. <laughs> I just let I it, it all out. <laughs> I, I let it all out. That's amazing. That's amazing. And that was, that was amazing. Jeez. And then the next day at the Cincinnati Open, I got to watch him play his first singles match back. And it was against Richard Gasquet. <sighs> and it was close. He played... He played it. He had a good effort, but it was not enough in the end. But I was really happy to cheer him on. I thought it was really cool to be a part of that, mm-hmm. um, yes. that big step in his recovery process. Yeah, and I was really yeah. happy. I was at I that, that match. match. Yeah. And that was That's just my amazing. story. I bet. I bet though. I bet that your um your, your next trip to Whole Foods wasn't it wasn't that exciting <laughs> after that. Like, that was that was actually into, yeah that was our last uh, trip there. But <laughs> along with seeing Andy, I saw I did see a couple other. Who else people, did you see? Like, um, 
Um, I saw, well, I was at, like, I was in, like, the grape section. I asked Naomi Osaka for a selfie, and I got a selfie with Naomi Osaka, which is insane. And, um, we, outside, what we were eating, we were at, like, there's, like, tables set up outside in front of the store. Grigor Dimitrov was, like, two tables down from us. (laughs) He was eating some chips and guac with his team. And I wasn't going to, like, go up to him because I didn't want to interrupt him. But then I saw some, like, other girls had gone up to him and asked for a picture. <laughs> so then my mom made me go up and get a picture. So I got a picture with him, too. Oh, that's amazing. Um, who else? <laughs> I saw uh, Felix Oje Aliasim who's sitting outside at a table. Um, Tomich oh came in. God. Tomich came in. Um, oh, wow. Dimonor and Thompson came in. Um, Dominic Team with his then girlfriend Kiki Mladenovic came in. I saw Monica Puig, <laughs> Monica Puig who won the gold at the Olympics in 2016. I yeah. said good luck, Monica, and she said thank you. <laughs> and uh, Nick Kyrgios's coach, or I think he was his coach. Nick Kyrgios had a coach. Like, in his team. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it was his coach. It's that guy who like has like the clear glasses. I always see him in his box. I don't know exactly who he is. But we'll say it's his coach. It's his coach. Yeah, we'll just call him that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's my that was my Whole Foods experience. That's amazing. So yeah, if you're ever in Cincinnati during the open, I totally recommend going there. (laughs) Do they all just? I think my favorite thing, like, is like the fact that like your 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 mom is just such an MVP, just like getting you to go up there. In (laughs) in hindsight, I'm just so happy she did that because I probably wouldn't have had the courage to go up to all those people oh i would not have either so so now we know that like naomi Osaka loves her grapes stan likes his wine and like dimitrov just like sitting in a park like, yeah. we've got all the details right we can take all these details down and learn from them <laughs> oh my gosh what have you guys been doing the last few days so like with the tennis and everything starting back how do you guys feel about it coming back i've been trying to get my sleep schedule to where i can Stay up until yeah. 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning, like I usually do every single year. Uh, so uh, I've been watching um, a bit of tennis, uh, mostly uh, the ATP Cup, because the tennis channel yeah. um, has not played a lot of women's matches. But we'll go over that in a little bit. So, Nari, what, what ATP Cup uh, matches did you did you watch? I feel like I've I watched yesterday's was really funny because you know I'm not the biggest Novak Djokovic fan out there, but I understand. I that. on my Twitter I did. I, Peter was like, yeah. I got out, I got out all the croc emojis. I put the croc emojis all over my Twitter. I'm like, yeah. demo, let's go, Nole fam, King Novak. I was just I was having a really fun time with yeah. it. You know, I saw I saw and, quite a few people um, doing that yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it was it was, was kind of funny, but yeah, I'm. I was really happy that Djokovic was able to do the deed in the end. What I what I wanted him to do, you know, being a true fan, yeah. I was really rooting for him. <laughs> true. Uh, but yeah, I think was... I, th- I think Novak had more fans yesterday than he had <laughs> That's <hasn't> true. <laughs> it was an interesting experience for me, for sure. I watched a wee bit of Novak, uh, I, but I'd been watching I'd been watching Kyrgios just before that. Um, which wasn't actually the ATP Cup, was it? Like it wasn't actually. He's playing in one of the other events because he's not. Yeah, that's a different. That's a different topic. He's not. Uh, he d- he didn't have the ranking nec- necessary to play for Australia, did he? So, um, but yeah, then I flicked over to watch Djokovic, and yeah, yeah, I was very, 
very chuffed to see him to see him get it done. I, I imagine even Peter was supporting was supporting him yesterday. Uh, reluctantly, <laughs> yeah. Um, did you see much of uh, Borna and Nick? Uh, they didn't show a lot of that uh, here. Yeah, Nick playing. I uh, I watched I I watched yeah I watched okay. all of it actually. It, it it wasn't it wasn't what I built it up to. It wasn't what yeah. I built it up to. It wasn't that. Yeah, it wasn't I remember like... um, Rashmi, you were like showing on your Twitter like their old like their um their conversation they had the little bit of beef <laughs> and i was like "Ooh, there's gonna be some drama in the match no, and no, no it was just born <laughs> just one in straight sets oh, i li- yeah, i live okay. for nick, nick like, curios drama nick, nick, uh, it's just he had drama with casper rude yeah. and then he has drama with Chorich and he's had drama with dominic team like i just live for that like kind who of who doesn't on- he have drama with who doesn't <laughs> exactly with? andy murray because he's a stand-up guy that's true that's true peter <laughs> that's true Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't watch the Nick match at all. Um, I've been watching ATP Cup and I've been watching the Great Ocean Road Open and the Murray River Open. I've been watching some of them because uh, some of my favorite players are playing there. But I've mainly been watching the ATP Cup, um, rooting for Team Russia uh, to to win. And yeah, it's been good. They've been performing really well so far. Uh, they've got two top ten players in their team, so I think uh, they've got a good chance in the semis. Which actually, we have the the lineup for the semis, which is actually tonight when we uh, finish recording this. We're probably going to go over and watch that. We're, we're we're all we're all going to run to our TVs after it's that. It's Russia, <laughs> Russia <laughs> against right Germany. So it's Medvedev, Rublev against Struff and Zverev, and then it's Spain versus Italy. So it's. Uh, I think Nadal has withdrawn from the ties, so I think it's Karina Busted. Has he actually? Yeah. So he's off. I don't think he is. is he's uh, not. I I know he. Wait, so he withdrew from the ones for today too. Like I think so. Confirmed? He's not. He's not on the. Uh, oh, okay. He's not in the schedule. Let me just check again. But I don't know, uh, Nari. What do you think? You're a Rafa fan, right? What do you think? Um, uh, Nadal withdrawing from the Sitsipas match and um, Demon R match. What, how do you feel about that? He obviously knows his body. Like, he knows how far he can push it. And especially with the Australian Open coming up, and it's hard court, he's definitely going to want to pace himself. I do think it's kind of weird, like, that he's in the... I mean, I, he's in the ATP Cup, but he hasn't played a match yet. I, I, I like how he's kind of supporting from the bench. But, it, um... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of weird to me. I just I just hope he'll be okay for the Australian Open. I wish he'd get a couple practice matches in. I think that would definitely be beneficial for him. But, you know, he's Rafa. He'll he'll do what he knows is best. I trust him. Yeah, so yeah, I just checked and I, Nadal isn't playing. So it's it, tonight it's Fonini and Carino Busta and then um, Berrettini mm. and Bautista Agut oh, wow. are, are playing each other. So um, those are two good matches, matches as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what, how, what, what's your prediction for the ATP Cup then, quickly? Um, it looks like I'm going to have to root for Medvedev. <laughs> oh yeah, you're, you're Medvedev's biggest fan, Peter. Oh uh, yeah. I uh, I recall I recall I said on our predictions a few weeks back that uh, I I I was gonna go for oh, Serbia, but then obviously yeah, like... yeah they were playing Djokovic was playing really well against Zverev yesterday. I watched like half of that match and then fell asleep because <laughs> I, I it was too late over here. But um, yeah, I, from what I saw, Djokovic was playing really well, and uh, I'm glad he won that match in the end because uh, I think it bodes well for him uh, for the Australian. Yeah, I think it does too. I I, I think. I think I'll 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 throw my hat in the ring with Russia as well with 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 Peter. I'll say I'll say Russia? I'll say Russia Russia to take it. 
Um, All right, what do you yeah, think? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Med- Medvedev's definitely been looking like a really big threat. I'm yeah, I'm thinking Russia is gonna take it. Yeah. Oh, I'm they excited have the about that. Team overall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> of Andre? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've been watching, yeah, I've been watching Andre's matches. He <laughs> he played uh, Guido Pea, uh, and he's played Nishioka, and both of those matches he's won, he's not even lost more than two games. Wow. I know he's lost, he's not even lost more than three games. That's impressive. Damn. His form is great, um, and I'm excited for him for the Australian Open. Yeah. Um, do you want to move on to the Australian Open? That's yeah. a big, big draw, so... Um, there are a lot of things we well, could... Well, I, 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 I was just wondering, I was just wondering, should we talk about the Australian Open or, or do, do we want to come back to the Australian Open and, and, uh, and go and chat a wee bit yeah, about, the BL, about the BL Challenge? Yeah, let's talk about the BL Open because that's oh, more important okay. uh, of a trophy. More important for us. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it is. Well, 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 welcome this to Andy Murray Podcast <laughs> where we talk about other tennis. <laughs> so that's going on and not Andy. The BL Challenger. Um, yeah. What do you guys think? What do you guys think about Andy's decision to go back to his challenger team? Um, I think it's good that he wants to get so many matches under his belt. Yeah, so when he when he announced it, I was like, I just want you to play something. <laughs> like, I don't care where it is, which court it is, whether even if it's like a practice match, I don't care. I want you to play, and I want to see you play. And yeah, I, even if it were qualifying, I wouldn't have minded it, to be honest. Um, he just needs matches. He needs his ranking to go up. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I kind of knew that if Andy did get the opportunity to get a main draw wildcard, he would take it instantly. Because what he wants is his ranking to go up. That's his priority. He wants to get back into the top 100, back into top 50, top 30. Um, and with the main draw wildcard, that would be much easier for him to do. And yeah, I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, I'm just excited to see him on the court again. Uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I um, I I'm 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 really looking forward to it, but I'm one of those terrible fans who like, I rarely watch the Challenger Tour. I don't know, like I I don't know, like if you guys watch it like a lot a lot more than I do, I I feel I feel bad that I don't because I feel like there is so many talented players there, and I'm sure there's like some some great great matches that go on there, but. I, I, I also just don't have enough time to watch like I have so much tennis other than the ones that's like at the top of the game that you just see on TV really really easily so I don't quite know like do, do you watch challenger tour matches like online can I watch Andy online next week yeah I think it will be available for free online on the ATP tour website I'm pretty oh, sure oh really Okay, I've, awesome. Good I've, to be too, right? Okay, that's yeah. good. I've been seeing uh, Rublev. Rublev played a few, uh, I think it was Challenger or Qualifying, one of those two things, and he played it in 2019, like, which is crazy to think because he's in the top 10 now, but he was playing Challengers and Qualifying events in uh, 2019, and you could sort of see that for free. And Pierre Hugerber, who I also watch uh, kind of religiously, um, played qual- uh, has played a few Challengers in France, and, and they were online for free, so... Um, if you guys are wondering uh, who are listening, where you can watch and uh, watch Andy, hopefully it should be for free on the ATP Tour website. If not, I will tweet and let you guys know um, where you can watch it. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, I feel kind of similarly to you guys though. Like it's, uh, I, I just feel like it's a good kind of way for him to just uh, get matches. I don't know if you guys saw his like Instagram post that I think it was like last week or something where he. When it was like snowing, and he like took a sad photo of a oh, snowman, yeah. and like it was so obvious that he was like so, 
so disappointed not to be playing so <laughs> he must have been devastated that he couldn't go because he he had been training for a long time i think he was even ready last indian wells to to start playing for the whole year yeah and that ready. coronavirus came along and then mm-hmm. and then that kind of interrupted it and this time he got covid and that interrupted it um so he must feel like uh, <laughs> all he wants to do is play that's all he wants to do uh, and I'm glad he's getting that chance now. Uh, and I hope he gets the chance to play on tour with the other guys that he knows so well soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has a really big worth ethic. And this is what he's been working towards. He wants to play these matches. And like you said, he wants to work on his rankings. So it must have been really frustrating for him. Like this big opportunity is suddenly not attainable anymore. But he's he's mm-hmm. being resourceful. And he's he's getting to the challengers. And he's... I think he's feeling really optimistic about it now that he's got the main draw wild card. So I think we're going to see some really good stuff from him this week. Mm-hmm. I I was um I was wondering like uh, do you I th- I think I think the last thing we should talk about because obviously like you know he's he's in the tournament now so like you know we know he's going to be playing next week. Um we we're all feeling pretty good about his decision. But I think we should, and I, I, I know it's not about this, but also there it is about this. Like Andy entered a challenger tournament, like I think it was like last year, maybe like two years ago now, and he didn't do that well in it. I think it was like the Rafa Nadal challenger, like, and he went out in like this second yeah. third round or something like that because he just hadn't had a match in ages and yeah. ages and ages. Um, but I want him to win this yeah. tournament. Like he needs to win this challenger, right? Like he needs to win. I hope he can get. He he lost. He won the first round of the uh, Rafa Nadal challenger. It was a, like a very very low ranked player. I think maybe even nine hundred or something. And he beat that guy like six six love six yeah. one or something. He only lost one game. And then this, I was so confident. Like in the second round, maybe he could. But he lost yeah. to he lost to Viola Matteo Viola from Italy. Um. Uh, in the second round of the yeah. Rafa Nadal challenger and yeah that was a bit like disappointing because I think it was close but yeah. um and he was the one that won the tournament correct Rashmi I believe I think so yeah. I-, I need to so... double check that but yeah um he did go far in it yeah yeah, yeah. I think he was um and in the interview in the interview after that match Andy was so visibly like disappointed in himself that he didn't do well in, in that challenger and I think um yeah. a lot of us were were like a bit sad about it as well but then he came back and, and did well th- for the end yeah. of that season. So, um, and hopefully this challenger goes a bit better. Yeah, I just I just think like Andy Murray, like he he needs to like make a point. Like if he's gonna go out like a first second round again, like I I just like I don't want him to get like the backlash that he's inevitably gonna get from people being like, oh, he's done. Yeah, like, like Will, you know, like, like Matt's Willander. Another good point is I think it was uh, two thousand and nineteen. Kei Nishikori played two challengers at the beginning of that year. He lost the first one, at like second round or something, and then won the second one, and then ended up in, in the ATP finals of that year. Um, so I don't know how, like he played really well uh, after challengers. So it just shows that even playing challengers at the beginning of the year, you can still go really far by the end of the year. So I think, I think like the fact that he'd been training for like best five sets yeah, exactly. and stuff, like, uh, you know, and he, and he was, and he was so, you know, up until just last week, we were like, he's going to be there. <laughs> I think he's going to be there. Uh, that, like, yeah, I, I, I just feel like he's been training for that for so long. Like, now he's going to, uh, you know, a tournament that the players in the draw are inevitably going to be very, very good. But, like, they'll have been training for, like, 
best of three sets, right? And I don't know, I don't know anything about like fitness or professional sport preparation, but like preparing for like best of five is like harder, <laughs> right? Like, no, I don't know. Is it like, I would imagine it is, right? Um, you would imagine that Andy's kind of, you know, obviously he's had coronavirus, so he might, you know, but hopefully he's all okay, but he looks fine. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I just need to see him holding a challenge, holding a trophy, like a challenge or two. Yeah. That's fine. Like anything. It would be just, nice. It would be, would, yeah, would be it nice. would be nice. It would, uh, um, would get off well. Yeah. Have you guys been watching like some of the WTA tournaments that have been going on? Um, I think there are, there are like three going on in Australia right now. One is for the players that were in hard quarantine and then there are two other ones. Yeah. Um, I just watched, uh, Spitalina versus Mertens. And I thought that Spitalina would do well, and uh, I mean, I, I think she can win a Grand Slam uh, in the next year or two. Uh, but Mertens is a good player, um, and so uh, Mertens won the first set. Uh, Spitalina won the uh, second set, uh, and then Mertens just came back to win the match. And I'm like, well, I don't know about Spitalina's chances. So it's always a toss-up whenever you see the warm-ups to slam that you're like, are they going to do well? Um, so I uh, have watched a lot of uh, Garbina's matches, and I've loved that. Uh, she's doing really well. Uh, and she just beat uh, Sophia Kennan, who uh, she lost against in last year's uh, final for Australian Open. And I, I love that revenge. I loved it. So it was a pretty clean kill. Good match. I, I personally have only watched uh, a little bit of uh, my gal Serena. I just love Serena, so uh, I've 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 watched I've watched a wee bit of Serena, um, and uh, yeah, she she was looking fantastic. Yeah, like she was looking great, and then she like pulls out. So um, just earlier on today, I think she pulled out. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, 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 it's not great, but I think it's just precautionary, right? I don't I, I, I don't I haven't haven't read up too much about it, but I think it's just precautionary. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, Serena was really the only one who I've actually had a chance to watch of late. And uh, yeah, I think she's looking good for the Australian Open as long as she can be fit enough for it. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that that she she's really the only one I was I've 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 had a chance to watch watch a lot of. But but there's so much so much tennis going on at the moment. Yeah, she she was looking really good though when I saw her. She was looking fantastic. N- Nari, have you have you you been watching more than me? Yeah, um, I well, I was mostly watching Serena. I was watching some Naomi too. Um, but one thing that uh, I'm feeling more, I'm feeling confident with Serena because even though she pulled out, I think it was more that she just wanted to get three solid matches in and different levels of opposition in all of them. The first one was super like straightforward and easy and very impressive, and she had some amazing movement. And in this last one, this third one, there was definitely some opposition from Collins, especially in that second set. So Serena yeah. had to really like think things out. And had to like change her strategy a little bit. And of course it's different because now instead of a third set, they're just playing a 10-point tiebreaker. So who knows what it would have happened if it, there was like an actual third set. But um, she played the 10-point tiebreaker pretty efficiently. Even though she had a couple double faults, she was still able to um, like convincingly close it out. And uh, I think the reason that she pulled out is just so she can get some rest before she has to play Australia. Because exactly. then she'll have to do like uh, is like, so many consecutive matches in a row. So this is, I don't think that she really had like a shoulder problem. Because we would have seen something during her matches. 
And I didn't, I didn't think there was really any problem with her, um, like her shoulder, like when she was turning to hit the ball. Uh, I think this was just ca- precautionary. Yeah, hopefully not. Um, I saw yeah, her EXO against uh, Naomi Osaka um, in Adelaide, and she played very well. Her angles were good, hitting the ball really well. The backhand mm-hmm. was firing, um, and so that was a sure sign that she hopefully can win twenty four. So yeah. Yeah, fingers crossed. What um, what I the the one the one other thing I wanted to ask um is I I, I don't know if it's obviously like it's it, I I just thought it was a bit ridiculous that they randomly decided that the women should just play a third set breaker. I was yeah. just like, what? Like, what? Why? Yeah, like, yeah I don't. Why? Like, yeah, like the men didn't have to do it. None of the, none men, of the men in their to tournaments have to do it, but yeah. the women have to do it. And they don't. They didn't give any sort of explanation for why that was either. Like, if you want to shorten the matches so you can get more matches on, why wouldn't you do it for both the ATP and the WTA? Yeah, yeah. exactly. First saw uh, the score, I was like, wait, why are they doing a ten point tiebreaker? And I'm like, okay. Whatever. Yeah, it was it was one of those yeah, things where it was um, like a big sigh. It was like, oh yeah, obviously, obviously they're just gonna cut the women's matches, you know? Of like, course, this is yeah. Ridiculous, but like it just I don't know. It's just another another example of you know how 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 the WTA is is being treated really. But it is the way it is, I guess. Like you know, <laughs> I suppose at the moment. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just glad I I I wouldn't put it past them to like implement it. Like if something like this happens during the Australian Open, like who knows? Like are they gonna try and do the same there? Like surely not. But, but men have best of five in that, so if they don't shorten the men's, I'd be livid if that happened. Like yeah, and the yeah. women would have to play even shorter matches. Like yeah. I'm sure the women are prepared to do best of five. To be honest, like some, most of them. Oh, to be honest, um, we could do we, we could do an entire yeah. podcast episode on that. But like, yeah, hundred hundred percent, I would agree. Then. Can we invite Ben Rothenberg on? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, that was a little shady. Let's move on. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, okay, um, we could move on to the Australian Open, which the draw came out um, this more early this morning UK time. Um, what did you guys think? about the draws so um i could read some out or do you want to like talk yeah about go ahead mind? and uh, read out mm-hmm. just a little bit um and then so i'll can... like i'll like yeah. summarize I, I won't read out every single thing but i'll, I'll just yeah. read out like the main points so djokovic has shardy in the first round he's got opelka in round three potentially wavrinka raunich in round four zverev in the quarterfinals um, and he's in the same half as Dominic Team and Diego Schwartzman, who are potential semi-finalists. And then Medvedev and Nadal are in the opposite half. Um, another other standout things are Dominic Team could be facing Nick Kyrgios in the third round, or Hugo Humbert. So Nick, I think Dominic has a tough draw from the third round onwards. Um, yep. Actually, after in the fourth round, he could face Dimitrov, Cilic, Nishikori, or Karina Busta. Either of those four. So, Dominic has a bit of um, a draw where there are like very like well-known players. Most of them have not been performing well very recently, but they have performed well in the past, so they could come up with some surprises. Medvedev has um, a player who came into a big resurgence last year, Vasek Pospisil, in the first round. Um, which I think is a very tough, tough opponent for a, a first round because Pospisil nearly won an ATP title last year against Yannick Sinner. He's um, playing 
great tennis back into like top 50 I don't know what his ranking is right now but it's quite high up Rublev has a good draw he's got um Query in the third round who actually he beat at Roland Garros after like being two sets down so that he's played Query very recently he's also in Medvedev's quarter again which I'm a bit annoyed about um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> again <laughs> um he lost to Medvedev at the US Open last year which Dominic ended up winning so um it was Medvedev Rublev quarterfinal M- Rublev lost that Medvedev went to the semis and lost to Dominic there and I think Rublev Medvedev quarterfinal could happen again here. It's yeah. very possible because both of them are playing well and they have good draws. Uh, Sitsipas, uh, this is going back to what Peter mentioned in uh, the last episode about dark horses. Kokinakis is there looming <laughs> for Sitsipas in round two. Uh, if Kokinakis, because he's got a wild card, so if Kokinakis can get past the, the first round, He's a potential opponent for Sitsipas, which I think would be very interesting. And also, her catch is there in the third round, and uh, Carlos Alcaraz uh, for Sitsipas. So he's got quite younger uh, Ooh, opponents. Okay. Um, in the first round, he's got Gilles Simon, who's not uh, not as young as them, but he's got some uh, interesting opponents. And Nadal, finally, Nadal has got a, a reasonable draw in the in the first few rounds. He's got Evans in the third round, which could be tricky, and Fonini and Dimonor potentially in the fourth round and also an interesting character over the past few weeks tennis sangren is in in nadal's section as well <laughs> so that uh, could be interesting if that happens and yeah. <laughs> um quarter finalist uh, quarter finals would be either sitsipas or kachanov and as i said before he's on um medvedev's and rublev's half so Ooh. yeah that's the summary of the men so what do you what did you guys think so a lot of Rafa fans oh. were incredibly excited about uh, Rafa's draw, and I think his draw looks good. Uh, quickly talking about uh, Tennis Sandgren for a second, um, Alex Dimonor uh, is going to be playing against him in the first round, and that was one of my first tweets. I was like, Alex, you just need to kick him out of the Australian <laughs> Open and hopefully he never comes back. Uh, so yeah, there's Peter, that. Peter, do you not? Do, uh, Peter, you're not a huge fan of tennis, are you? You're not a huge no, fan no. Of I mean, he's just <laughs> not the greatest guy. Um, he oh, does yeah, not yeah. represent America well. Uh, speaking of the other Americans in the draw, it looks like Novak at the top of the draw. He's got quite a few of them stacked up against each other uh, coming up. Uh, so it's Fritz and. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Tiafo, hopefully in the second round. So uh, Opelka versus Lou, Ramos uh, Vignolis against Fritz. But um, I, I, for for me, like I, uh, I, I do the thing. I'm really bad for it. I do the thing where I like. Uh, I, I know a lot of people go rush and like study the draw. I just let the draw come to me, like by like people posting like popcorn matches on Twitter, and I'm like, ah, yeah, that looks good. Oh, yeah, that looks good. Like, I, like people are like studying the draw heftily, looking at like potential matchups. I just wait for them to like tweet about it. I'm like, oh yeah, that looks cool. <laughs> so, uh, but my, my my least favorite part of the entire like draw like discourse, and this happens every single tournament, every single every, every single event, is the uh, the conspiracy theories, like the conspiracy theories, like oh my gosh, Novak, Novak's got the worst draw. He's had the worst draw then entire time the draw happened behind closed doors didn't happen in public wasn't filmed even though it was it was on youtube wasn't it uh and it was like oh my gosh it yeah. must be fixed it's against very, novak just... novak's got 
Shardy in the first round. Shardy, who he's got a fourteen nothing record against. Like it's clear he's, he's not. He's doing fine. Like Novak's doing fine. Yeah, Novak's um, draw is not bad. My bad. least favorite part is not that bad at all. It's just my least favorite part of any draw is whenever people are like the draws fixed. It's like. Guys, like, I'm an Andy Murray fan. Andy Murray had a stand with Rinka in the first round of Roland Garros, and I didn't exactly. think that was a fix. I thought that was just the draw. It happens like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, no. F- for me, yeah, like, uh, I-, I guess, like, I don't know. I'm most curious just to see, I don't know, I- how Nick does, like, after seeing him, like, this past week. He, 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 there was flashes of, like, greatness from him, but, like, a lot of people are already penciling in Nick versus, I think, team in the third round. I think maybe. Yeah. Um. And I, I just, I just don't really have faith that Nick. I, I, you know what? I was a few years ago, like oh. I was huge on Nick Kyrgios, and I, I'm still a massive fan of Kyrgios. But uh, a few years ago, I was like, he's, he will win a slam eventually. He will do it. But honestly, I'm just not certain of it at all. Like, I really don't know, mm. and I don't put faith in him to like get past like the opening few rounds, even in Australia, like where he's got like you know home support. But um, I, I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him do well, but. I just yeah I don't I don't know I, don't I think know. Well, he has we'll a potential he has a potential match with Hugo Humbert I think it may be in the first or second round second round probably the second round um, yeah okay. that would be that is that is tough that is tough I don't know if yeah. he'll get past that to be honest in five sets probably not it's... but um yeah it'd be interesting to see if he does and now what do you think about the draw do that at least um, um, is uh, Chilich yeah. on his side of the draw yeah. Chilich. Um, so Chilich uh, is against Chilich, Dimitrov. Chilich is, uh, yeah, yeah. Chilich and Dimitrov. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, I was mm. quite shocked at that that matchup. Um, yeah. Both of them. Who who is the unseeded one in that? Uh, are they both unseeded? I don't know. I would think not, but uh, Dimitrov oh. is seeded eight. <clears throat> um, ah, okay. So yeah. Chilich is unseeded, is he? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, unseeded. Okay. Sorry. I'm just looking at the. Yeah draw from the horrible uh, PDF that we all uh, get, so it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's a, uh, not the best uh, visual. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I would think that Nick would do three rounds, four rounds maybe, at his home slam, but uh, oh, like so? Scott was saying, uh, I don't see him winning a major, honestly. Uh, I just yeah, it's not in him. Nick, if you're if you if you're listening, Nick, really prove us wrong. Prove sorry, it wrong, Nick. Nick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, now go ahead. Um, yeah, I don't really think yeah. um, I don't really think winning a major is something he kind of he cares about. I think he's just there just to play some tennis. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, you know that's, that's just true. his thing. He's not really concerned about rankings or that's prize money. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so basically my approach for the draw this year, usually I'm like, Scott, usually I just kind of wait for it to kind of roll out on Twitter, but this year I'm like, okay, um, it's actually at like a, a decent time for me. I'm just going to watch it so that I can kind of see what's going on in real time, and it was really weird. I don't know if you watched it on YouTube, but it was... Um, they were like pulling bingo chips or whatever out of the trophies uh-huh. and then just setting them on papers and like talking about, they're like saying random players in random places. And like, I don't really know what that means if I don't see like the sheet or whatever. And it was funny because someone in like the YouTube comments, because there's like live comments, and I was like, it sounds like he's announcing obituaries instead of a tournament draw. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty relatable. But yeah, so I did not know what was going on. Um, 
it was kind of confusing for me, but then I went to Twitter and I finally figured out what was happening. Um, I'm feeling pretty optimistic about uh, some people's draws. Like, I know Rafa got a good draw. Like, everybody always complains about Rafa's draws. Yeah. But I'm like, he's a top-ranked player. I mean, it's going to happen. And he's good at getting through all these people. Like, he's yeah. a pretty consistent player. There's a reason why he's so good. And everyone's like, oh, Novak always has easy draws. But I don't know. I feel like he kind of has to work for it, too, sometimes. I feel like they have pretty similar yeah. draws. Yeah. And this year, it's the yeah. same. Um, what else? I, I'm, there are a lot of really exciting potential matchups that I will probably have to, um, wreck my sleep schedule to stay up and watch. <laughs> like, this, I haven't, this? I haven't started working on changing my sleep schedule because school is being <laughs> oh. annoying. But, you know, maybe I'm gonna have to start sacrificing. Which matchups are you talking about? Which matchups? Um, well, obviously, like, the Curios, Kyr- I want to see Curios. I want to see uh, Cognacus. Basically, all the Australians. They're really <laughs> interesting. Um, yeah. And, um, one, I am, I do think Chardy is kind of a, a tricky player sometimes. I remember he beat Daniil Medvedev when Daniil was on, like, a hot streak. I think it was a couple years ago. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for that first round match with Djokovic. Yeah, Shardy is playing. He's playing in the semifinals of one of the Melbourne tournaments. I'm pretty sure he's playing really well. So, oh, okay. um, I he I think he got a walkover from Wawrinka today. Um, yeah, but, did Wawrinka uh, yeah, not pull out? Yeah, Wawrinka I think's pull out. Yeah, think. so he's he got a walkover, but uh, he's playing. He reached the semifinals at last, not last week, obviously, but like the last tournament, when the first of the year. I think it was Antalya. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think. He reached the semis there. Um, beat I think he's beaten Fonini this year. He's beaten Cilic this year. He's beaten some great, a great opponents. So some, some great. Uh, players, I think yeah. it, I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if Novak loses a set in that match. To be honest, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I saw a lot of uh, a goofy Novak fan saying um, that uh, he, he, he kind of traditionally doesn't do that well against like big servers, which. I, I think it's I think it's quite true actually I think I think he has lost a fair few against some relatively like big big servers and I always kind of wonder why that is like because he is like what like the best returner in the world right or like that's what people say like and mm. it's like he should be like the best at returning mm-hmm. like of like big servers no but I don't know so it it will be interesting to see how he kind of fares but like I don't know like I expect like people are like oh Shardy's such a big server he could cause issues early on like it, I I don't care if Shardy wins the tournament that he's currently in the semi-finals of. Novak's not gonna lose to Shardy in the first round. Shardy, I love you. Like, if, again, if you're listening, like, but like, you're not. Like, it's not gonna happen, is it? So, um, it, it it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how how Novak fares um going forward. I guess I'm intrigued. Yeah. Um, what other what other matchups are what other like uh, players do you see going far in this tournament? Um, because I know that you've seen the draws. Obviously, what do, mm. what do you guys think? Um. I would say, uh, I would say Medvedev has a tough draw, um, but um, if he can get past Rublev in the quarters, I think he's pretty certain for the final. To be honest, um, I, I'm excited to see if Medvedev and Tsitsipas can both reach the semis this time. Um, but I think Nadal stands in the way there, and Rublev stands in the way there. So um, uh, it'd be interesting to see who ends up going far in that in that in that half of the draw. Yeah. I think Medvedev can do you it. You think Medvedev? Really? 
Well, win the tournament. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I mean, against Nadal, I, I don't see a reason why he couldn't. Um, I, I would love for Rafa to win another Australian Open, but I honestly am not. Yeah. How on serious it. do you think? Oh, we already talked about this, but how serious do you think that the back injury that the the back injury that Rafa's had will affect him at the Australian Open? I don't know. Like, are, are you, you guys might be bigger fans of Rafa than me, so, like, I don't know. Okay, I think, I mean, he's come into Australia with different types of injuries in the past. Like, he's had lots of knee problems. Yeah. And he's still been able to make it pretty far. It's just the real problem is when you get to the semifinals, when you get to the finals, that's when you're wondering, like, is the knee going to hold up? Is the back going to hold up? So I'm not too concerned about the earlier rounds. Like, I know he can get through that. With um, with some efficiency, he knows how to do that. But um, it's the later rounds that I'm definitely hoping that he'll be able to hold up for. So last year he lost to Dominic, right? And was it the quarterfinals? I don't remember. Was it this? Yeah, it was the quarterfinals. And Dominic ended up reaching the final and losing to Novak. So uh, he had a pretty good tournament there that year, uh, beating uh, yeah. Rafa and almost beating Novak and winning the title. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think about Dominic's chances in, in this tournament? I think uh, Dominic and uh, Dominic and Medvedev are kind of like the two. Uh, like if it's not like if it's not going to be a Djokovic and Nadal final, it's going to be a Dominic and uh, Medvedev final, right? Like realistically, right? Mm-hmm. Like is that, that that I feel like that's kind of the vibe, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, that those are the two that can really maybe like offset them. Uh, yeah, there's you know questions about. You know, Zverev can Zverev do it, uh, or or you know, uh, like a few other players in the top ten. But like, I, I do feel like if it's not going to be Nadal and Nadal and Djokovic in the final, it's probably Medvedev and, and team. They're both playing well. They you know obviously teams now got a major and Medvedev's got a world tour final. So, um yeah, their their their, their tournament history kind of speaks for themselves, speaks for itself. But I, I I also don't know what Medvedev like. It'll be interesting to see Medvedev like. In the heat of Australia, performing over five sets, I don't know. Like I've seen him in like New York, and he's done well, but never really seen him like how he how he does down under. I don't really know. So it will be interesting to see if those two, if team if team and Medvedev can can push through. Be be interesting yeah. to see. Another player which we haven't really talked about is uh, Stefano Tsitsipas, right? And he has a reasonable draw, and he actually reached the semis of the French Open last year, losing to Novak in five. After coming back from like two sets down or something, uh, yeah. So uh, I think he's a big, actually a dark horse amongst the the higher ranked players. Um, someone who can go far. I think he may even be able to reach the final if he can get past Rafa. Um, yeah. if they do meet. Oh, wow. uh, okay. If the, yeah, um, definitely. I think he could beat Rafa on hardcore. Uh, he did it with Roger, so I'm pretty sure he could do it with yeah. Rafa. He has had a good result in Australia before, uh, beating Roger in the uh, 2019. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was. And he's got good crowd support with a lot of uh, Greeks in Australia. So oh, yeah. I, I yeah. don't see why he can't go far. I, I don't know about going to the finals. Um, yeah. But what I would love to see is uh, Dominic and Medvedev. Yeah. Oh, that, I would that, love to that see would be that. a really good final. Yeah, that would be a really good final. I think. I think when when it comes to Tsitsipas, I don't know. Like, I know he's got World Tour finals. I know he's performed well in Grand Slams before. But like, I don't know. Like, I. 
I'm a big fan of him. I really love him. I think he's great. But, like, I don't know. Like, I, I just feel like he's still not quite ready for a best-of-five-set tournament victory. I don't know. Like, pr- prove me wrong, sis, but prove me wrong. Like, but um, <laughs> I feel like it, he, he's just not, I don't know, like, put him in a Grand Slam final, and I feel like you might see a straight-set defeat at the moment. I don't know. I don't know. Is that, oh, is that wow. controversial to say? I don't know. Like, I just feel like the pressure <laughs> might get the better of him, but... Um, I, I just feel like if you put like, again I'm speaking from somebody an Andy Murray fan who in his first what like <laughs> seven Grand Slam finals he just couldn't get the job done because you know a lot of mental preparation the talent was there but like mentally he couldn't get over the line and I feel like Sitsipas kind of in still in that ballpark a wee bit but again mm-hmm. m- again again knowing 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 me my, my jinx like Sitsipas will now win their shit in open so which I wouldn't be mad about wouldn't be mad about I think he's a great player so um, yeah. 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 I wouldn't. Be I mad wanted. About that either. We'll see. We shall see. I wanted to ask you guys, like, this is per. What do you think Rublev's chances are in this tournament? Because he has won five titles. He's come back. Um, he like did well at the end of last year as well. First slam, like in New Year. Um, like as a new top player, uh, top player in the game. What What do you guys think? Uh, he can do in this tournament. Um, I think that he has some pretty great chances. Yeah, he can definitely go far. The, the one thing that I feel like some of the other players have that he doesn't have is more like five-setter experience. Because they've yeah. been in like the semifinals and the finals more often. They've dealt with those like those crushing defeats and f- over five sets and like the mentality. And they've, they're probably like trying to like, they're learning from that. And I feel like Arublev hasn't really had to learn from that yet, so we'll see like what happens when he comes up with like a situation um, like that. How he'll deal <laughs> with have, it. I have I have like a counterpoint to that. Uh, he like the f- final in Hamburg. He beat Sitsipas uh, from like a set down or something. Then like the next day he went to the French Open, won a match, uh, beat Query from two sets down. So he has experienced that, but you are right. He's not experienced that in like the later rounds of slams. Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, I do agree with that. Like he doesn't have that experience that Medvedev has nearly beating Nadal in a slam final. Like he doesn't have that experience. Sitsipas also has that experience yeah. nearly beating Djokovic in Roland Garros as well. So yeah, I do, I do, I do agree with that. But I do think that Rublev definitely has the tools to do he, it. He has, definitely. like, in the documentary that he had, like, he uh, posted a documentary last week or a few weeks ago, um, and he said that he has, he compares himself to Medvedev a lot, um, uh, personally, because they're from the same country and he's performing better. And he says that he doesn't have the speed that Medvedev has. That's the one thing that he's been trying to improve uh, in the off season. Um, he thinks Medvedev is faster than him and he says that he has the stamina. So Rublev himself thinks that he has the stamina, it's just the speed and maybe like the mentality. I think Medvedev has more of, he's experienced, so I think uh, you are right in that. Like, he, I think the experience will help him. Um, here. My my thing, I, I, I love him. I, I think he's great. I, I kind of want to wrap him in bubble wrap a lot because I think like he always looks so tired. Uh, on the court, he just like like just in the, like he just looks quite sleepy a lot of the time, and then he plays outrageous tennis. So I love I love Rublev. I think he's fantastic. But Rashby, like, sell me on his like skill, like skill, like his like I don't know. Like I feel like to win a Grand Slam, you really need a kill shot, don't you? Um, what is so, Rublev's yeah, kill shot? His his killer shot is his forehand. It is it is okay. Yeah, okay. like Patrick McEnroe. Patrick McEnroe tweeted two days ago that. It's the biggest forehand on tour, and I, I agree. 
Uh, it's you, the, you, it's really the only oh. forehand that could potentially rival it is is Rafa Nadal's. Maybe Nick Kyrgios on a good day, but uh, Rublev's forehand is uh, shaping up to be one of the, the biggest in the game. I think uh, out of the young okay. guys for sure. Um, okay. That that is his killer shot. If you've seen the matches that he's played recently in the last two days in the ATP Cup, forehand has been great. Backhand is just as solid, to be honest. Um, the only thing that he's not done too well is his volleying. It's coming to the net and finishing the points off there, um, which you see the big three do a lot. Um, people like Team are very good at that. Um, Dimitrov, the, those kind of that kind of style of play. Um, Rublev and Medvedev, I would argue, uh, don't have that. Um, I think Sitsipas has improved on that as well, but for Rublev, that is a weakness. And okay. yeah, that, that, that is the most significant weakness. But I think his ground strokes are very good. Serving, another thing, a weakness that he had in 2019 was his second serve. It was like Zverev, but a little bit better than Zverev's, but um, like his second serve was very weak. And now he's improved that uh, as okay. well. So it's his second serve is... Very solid. So I think um, I think the five titles he's won last year kind of proved that like he's improved a lot. And it's fair. It's fair. I think he would. I think he would sacrifice a few of his titles. I think he would sacrifice like you know if he was like. Yeah. So it, it, actually, in the documentary, he said that he thought last year he played too much. Um, he is going to cut that down this year. So he said, "I want to be a bit more selective in my selection of tournaments." Yeah. Yeah, so you're that right. would make sense. That would make sense. What else do you guys think? Who do you guys think will make a, like a surprise run? Uh, Matteo Berrettini can do it. Oh, yes, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah. He could. Yeah. Yeah. He um he did outstanding. Don't sleep on him. Don't forget about him. He can. Yeah. He can do some damage. He he beat my boy Gale though. Yeah. Yeah, and he beat win. Team too, right? He beat Team. Yeah, yeah, yeah the beat team. Yeah, that's it. the one. I'll be honest. Like after last year, I was not like confident in Berrettini having a good twenty twenty one season. Yeah, I was thinking, oh, he's just gonna go to, go out of the top ten. He's like he didn't do well last year at all. Um, it's lucky that the ranking system changed for him because he's still in the top ten somehow. Yeah, but mm-hmm. if the if the normal ranking system were still there, he'd be out of the top ten completely. Um, and I I think it's good that he's reset himself and is playing well. And he has. Who is he playing in, in the Australian Open? Is it? Um... It's, a, it's a it's a good call from Peter though. It's a good call from Peter. Like I think yeah, he could do really well. He's definitely got the uh, the forehand to like absolutely dominate. Like um, <laughs> dominate. Berrettini Berrettini is uh, playing Sitsipas in the fourth round potentially. Um, oh, that could be a really interesting yeah, match. Catching off be before match. that. Yeah. Before we move on, I do just want like at this point. I know we did this a few weeks back. We did predictions for the Australian Open, but. Uh, one player who's your prediction I'm gonna oh, go just one I'll, I'll, I'll go first I'll go first I'm gonna go with I, I you know what I I would have said Djokovic but I don't I don't know anymore I honestly don't know I, mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Medvedev to be honest I will say now Medvedev Ooh. I think Peter's Peter mentioning him just a minute ago I think I think Medvedev has the tools to do it I'm, I, I'll say him um, Djokovic obviously but like yeah, I think Medvedev is going to do it. That's my call. Uh, Nari, you want to you want to give it give us your prediction? Um. Yeah, I, I think my prediction would have to be Djokovic, because he's done this so many times before, and I feel like having rooted against him many times, he seems so invincible to me, and it's definitely frustrating. But yeah, I feel like it's his tournament. Australia has really he's really been dominant in like the past decade. 
So it's it's really I think it's just his tournament to lose. Yeah. yeah. It depends on uh, the other the other guy stepping it up a level. It does. And it depends on how much I pray. Yeah. <laughs> Same, Peter. Same. Peter, what do you think? Uh, yeah, uh, like Nare said, it's his tournament to lose. So as much as I want Medvedev or somebody else to win, uh, team heart-wise, uh, I would love for him to win back-to-back uh, titles just like Naomi uh, Osaka did. Uh, I just don't foresee anybody but Medvedev and Novak and even Rafa uh, winning it. If if I really, you know, think about it and say for the history books, get Rafa another Australian Open. Mm. That's fair. Yeah. Rashmi? Um, for me, uh, <laughs> for me, um, I... My heart wants Medvedev to win just because I want a new Slam champion. Like I know Dominic, we've just had okay. Dominic, but I want a younger, next gen Slam champion. Um, and I think Medvedev can do it. And if he gets past Pospisil in the first round easily, I think he has a great chance of making the final. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. But um. My pick. <laughs> this is so tough because it's either it's either Djokovic or Medvedev for me. But I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Novak. Um. Yeah. I oh, think okay. Novak um, will win. Okay. Yeah, I, I, but I want Medvedev to win. Just making that clear, I want Medvedev to to win and also Rublev. But uh, I don't know whether Rublev will make it past uh, Daniel. But um, one of those two, I want. Uh, I'm rooting for to to win the title. Uh, but okay. I do think Novak will win. I think he's the best player in that draw. Um, he played a very very good match against Verev yesterday, which sold me uh, that good. he's he's got the mentality. He's got the tools. He's got the the kind of shot to win still. And and Nadal, I was saying in, in the last episode that I think Nadal has a chance, but the injury is kind of like, I've kind of lost my confidence in how he's playing. I don't know how he's feeling. He's not played a single ATP Cup match um, at all. So I think Nadal, if he is playing well, if he plays well in the first few rounds and has like 6-1, 6-3, whatever, like those types of scores, I think he could make the final uh, as well with Novak. Um, I think it's it's between those three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yep. That's fair. That's I fair agree. predictions. Radio the women then. Yeah, shall we? Shall we? Shall we unpack? The women. What I. Thinking? Do you want to talk about? There are some interesting matchups uh, for the women. So we've got Pliskova and Collins, who played just recently. I think Collins beat Pliskova in two sets in two tie breaks. They have a potential round two, so they could be playing for the second time in like a week or something. <laughs> it's crazy, and uh, Azarenka. Azarenka is playing could could be playing Zachary in the third round, another big match. That's a, um, that's, that's a big big match. And uh, Bianca Andreescu, who withdrew from a tournament this week, I think. Yeah. So she. So so. Yeah. She she pulled out. She pulled out, but then came out and said, I think just today actually uh, that thankfully it's good uh, that she only pulled out as a precaution. I think. Um, and she was just really, yeah, like really, really kind of concerned about, you know, she really wants to be okay for the Australian. So, um, I think the instant reaction when like she pulled out was obviously like, you know, <laughs> from a lot of, so a lot of people who were just like, this is getting ridiculous because she hasn't played in literally. Yeah. Like, she hasn't played in like, it all feels like a decade. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it's ages. I think it's ages. Yeah. yeah literally. It's, it's been, it's been over a year at least. So, uh, just with mm-hmm. injuries and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I think uh yeah yeah there was a lot of comments that was like for goodness sake this is getting ridiculous now but 
I think, you know, she's already, she's already, right? Like, so, <laughs> um, and, yeah, she just, I think she just said that she really wants to be, like, totally fine for the Australian Open. So, I think, she, yeah, as far as yeah. I, I know, she, she's going to be there. But it'll be interesting to see how she does. Um, who, who does she have? Who, what was the match that you were going to... She has uh, Su Wei Shi in the second round, potentially, which could Ooh, be a tricky one. tasty. That could be a tricky one. <laughs> I, I, I really uh, like Shi. I think she's she's fabulous. Her game style is so unique. and, and Yeah. I yeah. love her. Yeah. <laughs> um, now we go on to uh, Serena Williams, who has potential quarterfinal. I think she has a good draw until the quarterfinals where she could be playing Hallett or Sviantec. Ooh, I would yeah. really love to see Serena play Sviantec. I think yeah. that'd be such a cool match. <laughs> it would be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be a good match. Yeah, it would be. I'm... It would be fun. I don't. I don't know how Sviantec plays on hard court. She obviously won Roland Garros on clay, but I'm not sure how she plays. I think mm-hmm. she has she been she, playing. She lost a match recently, right? Yeah, she lost a match in straight sets. Yeah, earlier uh, this week. Would would you would your guys' money be on Osaka in both of those matchups if even if it was Halep or Yeah, I mean yes, Osaka's on a really, really impressive yeah, winning is. streak. I think she's on a fourteen match winning streak. Mm-hmm. So my money would have to be on her. Yeah, something like that. I think she because she's a... Uh, she won the I, again. I saw some criticism of 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 what Osaka did last year of like winning the U.S. Open and then just calling it quits on the rest of the season. But I could not blame her at all for that. I thought that was fantastic. I thought that was like such a like mic drop moment of like I, I want to slam it. Don't don't need to do it. Don't need to play the French Open. Don't need to deal with yeah. that anymore. It's not. Like, I don't need to go to Europe. And she's turned up this year when people were like, oh, what kind of form she's going to be in? She's taken a few months off, and then she's done fantastic. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think. Yeah, she's um she's she's definitely a pick. She's definitely a pick for the title here. Um, another she's... another uh, player who who we talked about in the previous episode was Ashley Barty, and she has mm. a pretty good draw to be honest. She has, um, she has. she's got Alexandrova in her section, Konzevate, Martic, Bencic, Mertens. Like um the, the players that kind of fly under the radar are in her section. So I think she has a good chance. I think Ostapenko is oh Ostapenko versus Muchova is the first round match, which. Oh um, wow! Which will be interesting. That'll be good. <laughs> uh, Alexandrova just beat uh, Simona Halep. Oh really? So it was six two six one. It, really? it was it was a demolition, and I was like, "Well, that's not good <laughs> um, for Halep." I just I don't see her winning. Uh, so <laughs> Peter's like, yeah, "She's off. She's not taking it." <laughs> <laughs> another another. <laughs> Another interesting matchup is Svitolina versus Coco Goff in the second round potentially. That's another. Okay. <laughs> what are you saying, Nari? What are you saying? Um. Well, obviously. Um. Again, me and my oh, they have experience. But yeah, I mean, Svitolina has played. Uh, Coco. She definitely. She has a really strong game, and she has come back. Like there were matches that first time she played in the main draw at Wimbledon where she was down, like, facing match point, and she came back and won, which I thought was so wow. impressive, considering yeah, it was her first outrageous. Grand Slam tournament. Didn't, yeah. didn't, she, didn't she beat Venus Williams at the U.S. Open or something? Or was it... In the first... Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, she beat her yeah, there, too. Yeah. Two, two Grand Slams. She played Venus in the first yeah. round. Oh, my God. Um, not this time. Not this time, yeah. But, yeah, I, I would have to go with Svitolina. Ooh, really? Yeah. Because I... Yeah... I don't know. I Coco, she did play well in the beginning of this week. She had some really tricky matches, so I could be wrong because she played some people 
that really gave her, like, trouble. But maybe Spitalina wouldn't be one of those people. I haven't really mm-hmm. been watching Spitalina this week, so I don't really know exactly how she's doing. Yeah. And so another... Yeah. What do you guys think? I... Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, Did she... Did she lose today? I think she played uh, Ostapenko, and she beat Ostapenko recently. Uh, I think. Uh, Spitalina? Yeah. Yeah, she just lost against Martins. I think that she can win the French Open. She's the junior uh, uh, yeah. slam titleist. But oh, really? I don't see her uh, winning the Australian Open. No. I, no? Just not this year. No. At least. Mm-hmm. Maybe not quite ready for it. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I agree. I think she has a great chance at the French Open. Um, I think Karolina Pliskova has a better chance here, but she has a bad draw with Collins <laughs> in the in the first. Sorry, is it the first round, second yeah. round? Uh, yeah. So um, I also think Halep. Um, you would have thought because she, I think she played Wozniacki in the final a few years ago. Yeah, Wozniacki yeah. beat her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, unbelievable. She ha- uh, another thing about Halep is she has a scary second round with Tomljanovic potentially, um, and Tomljanovic is a great player um, from what I've seen. So um, I think Tomljanovic could even beat her in the second round uh, if she's feeling herself. Yeah. yeah. And it's Isla's home slam, so. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'd like to. Yeah. Favor yeah. Her that's for that. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's extra. That's like extra like motivation, isn't it, to perform. It'll be interesting. It'll be intriguing. Um, who does... Um... Oh, yeah. So Venus is in the section with Andreescu. So she... I, I said Andreescu is playing Shea in probably the second round. Um, so Venus would be in the third round, if she can get that far, for Andreescu, yeah. Who does Venus have in the first round? Kirsten Flipkins uh, in the first round. And then Irani or Kyang Wang in the second round. So that's okay. reasonable. I think um I don't know um how Flipkins is playing um at all, but I think Venus could win that match because she did play really well. And from what I saw, I think she lost to Kvitova recently. Yeah, she did not lose right? to Kvitova uh, just in that yeah. just in this last week, literally. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was a really close match. Like I was surprised. It was a really close match. Yeah, it was really really close. Venus almost won the first set tiebreak. Yeah, came almost. very close to it. Um, it was six eight or something. Speaking of Kvitova, yeah, she's also in that section. So um, Andreescu could play her in the fourth round. Ooh. I don't know how Andreescu is playing, but I think they could potentially meet as well. I don't know. What do you guys think of Kvitova's chances? I mean, she's a finalist. Yeah, I think she. Yeah. I think she could. She she, yeah, she reached the final in two thousand eighteen. No, no, sorry, yeah. that was Wozniacki. She reached 19. the final in nineteen. Uh, against yeah. Osaka and she lost so I think she has a chance I think did she lose already just in the Melbourne tournament um, yeah, yeah she, she beat Venus and then went out in the next round oh no <laughs> she uh, always the case with the Williams sisters whenever they get beaten they're uh, I, I would think like because I'm obviously yeah like huge on the Williams sisters I love them uh, I always want them to win but like whoever beats them always goes out in the next round <laughs> like guys like yeah. yeah it's a curse of some sort <laughs> Like, there's two other players that I want to, like, mention. So there are Muguruza and Kerber. Both of them are in the same section. Mm-hmm. Um, Kerber uh, is playing Bernarda Pera in the first round. And Muguruza is playing Gasparian. Um, and they could meet in the third round or fourth? Third round, uh, potentially. Which is insane, because they're both Grand Slam champions. Uh, I think Kerber's won the Australian Open before. Am I right? Um, yeah, she has. Has yep. she not been in, like, somewhat questionable mm-hmm. form, though? Has she not been doing, like... 
Not really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think she was um, she was in the hard. She was I, one of the players that was in hard quarantine. So she. I I just remember there was like a hilarious yeah. thing with Kerber. We're at the French Open, like just at the end of last year, where she was like coming on, like she was a. It was like the day before her first match on clay, and she like tweeted a photo of herself and was like, feeling the best I felt. And like so so good, oh. totally in for. I remember that. I remember round. that. Oh, <laughs> oh the out. first round. I was oh just like I almost oh, forgot about that. Just genius, genius. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, but yeah, as long as she doesn't do that, she might do well. <laughs> as long as she doesn't tweet that she's in. In that section, I think Muguruza is uh, like probably gonna get come through that section. Uh, she's playing really yeah. well right now. Um, yeah. And yeah. I think she just beat Cannon, which was fantastic. Oh, yeah, she did, yeah. Just beat Cannon, that's right, yeah. yeah. And a Miga Rusta Osaka fourth round could happen. I don't know what Whoa. you guys think about that. Another match I would have loved to popcorn. see. popcorn. Uh, who, yeah, who, 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 who would you take in that match? That's got to be, that's got to be Naomi, isn't it? Um, it's got to be. Yeah, I think Naomi. Yeah. yeah. I would have to say Naomi, yeah. I would have to say Naomi. Like, uh, I, so, I, I, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised like by, if Agar had been victory, though. Like, yeah, yeah. Just generally. By that time, like, Naomi would be on, like, a like a 18-match winning streak. <laughs> yeah, like she that. would be. Yeah, she'd exactly. be so, I, wouldn't, I would be pretty afraid of having to play her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking good. Yeah. Looking good. So, do you guys want to... I don't... This is harder for a WTA than it is for ATP, but do you guys want to make a prediction? Yeah. I'm gonna say Naomi. That's gonna be my thing. I'm gonna say Naomi. I'm feeling really good with the way she's playing. I think she's really confident in her game at the moment. There haven't seemed to be any really big glaring issues. Nope. And um, I don't know. She's done it before, so I say she can do it again. Oh, that's a good. That's, that's my prediction. A big time stamp. That's a Naomi stamp right there from yeah. uh, from Nari. I will mm-hmm. go with. And it's between the two obvious ones, uh, Serena and Naomi. Uh, I would love Serena to win too. <laughs> I I would I, I would love Serena to win, and this is what I said when we made our predictions a few weeks ago. Like I I really think Serena like uh, you know, but like she just gets so nervous now when she gets close to like the finish line. When she gets close to winning, like her last four Slam finals, like she's definitely let the nerves get the better of her. Um, I think I'm going to make the call. Like, I, I certainly would love to see Serena do it, but I am going with Naomi as well. I think Naomi's got it. Like, she's just playing so, so mm-hmm. well. Peter, who you got? I think I'm in agreement with the both of y'all that I I would love for Serena just to get her 24th major and just to shut up the Margaret Court lovers out mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. wherever they are, um, mm-hmm. and everyone else that uh, thinks that she can't do it. But I... I honestly don't know if she can um i hope she could but naomi um the way she was playing against serena she looked more informed for a lot of the match but the angles from serena were good um her serve was fine Uh, i just i don't see anyone beating naomi Mm, okay uh, I'm, I don't wanna, I'm gonna be a bit more interesting. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I. I Rashmi's like you're all Naomi, boring. Well, Naomi's up there. Let's hear it. Naomi is up there, but I'm gonna be. I'm just gonna change it up just for the sake of it. I think Naomi has probably the best or one of the best shots of winning, but I'm gonna go with Kvitova to win. 
uh, just okay. to change it up. <laughs> I think she has. I think it's between five players. If I if I may like list them, so I've got Kvitova, uh, Osaka, Serena, Ashley Barty, or uh, who was the fifth one? Muguruza. It's one of those five yep. will, will win. Um, in That's my a opinion, good list. I think yeah. Halep Halep probably is on the way to an early upset. I don't know. Maybe she can prove me wrong on that, but I think one of those five should win. And I think if I think surprisingly, if Ashley Barty can go on a run here, maybe she could get a home slam. <laughs> I don't know, Ooh. but um, I'm going. I'm going with uh, Kvitova. Mm. Um, I don't know. Is she in the same half as Osaka? I think she is. So I think they'll probably, probably is, meet. Yeah. Meet. She's in. Oh, she's in the same quarter, like the same quarter as Osaka. So they'll probably. Oh, they can't have a final together this year. But one of those two, and I think you can't. You can't yeah. bet against Serena. You can't. She's reached so mm. many Grand Slam finals over yeah. the past few years. I would um, be happy if one of those five would win the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Same here. So there you go. That's yeah. our prediction for the singles draws. Uh, uh, do you guys? I mean. How 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 long how long is this episode so far? Do we want to do a doubles prediction or? I hope our ten C tech wins. <laughs> <Our> 10- <laughs> T- <laughs> yes, he's fantastic. I don't know who he's playing with for the open. I do think Herbert and Mahu uh, have a chance because <laughs> they so. um, they play together like all the time. They play play together for ages. Won a career grand slam together, but uh, I they haven't played together recently. Um, like Mahu's been playing the yeah. ATP Cup and he's been pl- uh, Herbert's been playing the Melbourne tournament so they haven't been playing together recently I think Murray and Suarez they've just been winning matches like now they've played together for years uh, they've won slams yeah. together so I think I really I think and hope that they will win and Artem Sitak I, I don't like yeah. I'm not familiar with his with tennis but I really I'm rooting for him as well He's been such a great voice throughout this whole yeah. uh, Melbourne quarantine yeah. thing. Uh, got got a lot of new throughout fans from all. Twitter, including yeah. Nari. <laughs> uh, Nari, <laughs> what do you think? Me too. Oh, I I I heard about him through Twitter. I'm like, this guy seems so cool. And then he did like a Instagram Q and A on his story. So I asked a question like, how does it feel to be the most rational guy in the ATP or something like that? <laughs> And he didn't answer my question. He went, he like DM'd me. He's like, hey, I'm sorry. I didn't know how to answer this question. He had like a bunch of like smiley faces. I'm like, oh, you're so sweet. And I just like asked him like, oh, so what have you been doing in quarantine? So we had like a little chat in the DMs. Aww. And then I just asked, I just like wished him good luck. And he said, thank you. That is so and, I said he could, and I said he did good job in one of his matches. And he I said, thank you. I remember you saying that you DM'd him. That's so, that, like, yeah. you had a whole conversation. He, no, he, let's, let's get this clear. He DM'd me. Oh he my DMs. <laughs> he slid into your DMs. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Oh jeez! Wait, how did he slide geez. into your DMs, by the way? Okay, okay. <laughs> he was. It was just because he didn't want to. I guess he didn't want to answer my him being more rational than everybody else question <laughs> on his actual Instagram story. Oh. So he just private that messaged me sweet. to say thank you. Oh. <laughs> oh, I love him. Uh, what a good guy. Um, do you guys? Uh, shall we? Thank you so much, Nari, for, for coming on. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, thanks for yeah. having me. This was awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, it's I been really, so great to like, chat with you guys. I really hope you can come on next time, like, for some other slam draw or something. Like, um, yeah. We can talk about, we <laughs> totally. can talk about your, your love for Andy Roddick in another episode. <laughs> That's a little sneaky. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Small plug for Andy Roddick here. I love Andy Roddick. He's great. <laughs> we'll have a Roddick meeting. Roddick music. Um, <laughs> 
Rotting Ramblings. <laughs> Rotting Ramblings. I'll start on my own podcast. Um, <laughs> Rotting uh, but yeah, thank you very much for coming on, Nari. Um, thank you so much. And um, yeah, I guess uh, for our listeners, yeah, like we'll uh, we'll we'll be back again next week. I think. I guess. With a summary of is is Murray play, is Andy playing this week in the challenger draw or is yeah, he playing next week? I don't sure, know. Yeah. I can't. I don't yeah. know. I think he's playing in the in the next. If he week. if he if he's playing this, this week, week, good luck. Like, like <laughs> yeah, good luck, Andy yeah. Murray. And um, we'll be watching, um, with bated breath in between watching all the action in Australia as well. We'll we'll be watching, Andy. Good luck, and uh, yeah, thanks again, Nari, and thanks to uh, to my fellow co-hosts as usual. And we'll we'll see you all again next thanks week, guys. For y'all. Bye. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>